Hello there. This is Jedi General of Obi-Wan Kenobi, and you are listening to Jedi Eternal. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Jedi Eternal. I'm one of your hosts, Andrew Bolin, alongside Braxton, the comfortable Taylor. The comfortable. The comfortable. And I <laughs> okay. call you that because uh, after many uh, years of our debating between the fact you think that I give you the poor chair and mm, everything, and, and, and yeah. any studio we've been in, which I say studio, very <laughs> that term very Room in my loosely, house, or your um, house, I say. That we're probably the most in a studio than we've ever been. True. But... Um, throughout our different places we've recorded, I've always had usually a nicer chair because it's at my house and you use just like whatever chair is available. Yeah. Well, yeah. today, folks, Braxton is sitting in the chair that I normally sit in. Whoa. And you may ask, why is that? It's because I got a new, even better chair. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. So I'm thankful that he didn't just throw it out, but... I did get that junky hand-me-down. I, I did think of you uh, specifically because my wife, I was talking to her about it and like, you know, should I get rid of it? Blah, blah, blah. She thought about maybe using it. And I was like, well, you know what? I'm just going to keep it for Braxton to use during recording. So I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So you're very that. welcome. So I hope, you're, I hope your tush is very comfortable. Much more today, than usual. But, so. <laughs> but uh, it's good to uh, be back. And uh, wow, we watched an amazing episode of Ahsoka. Yeah, so good. So uh, good. Just a few days ago, and we're going to be talking about that, of course, in our main topic. We also want to thank General Kenobi for opening this yes, episode for thank us. thank you, such General a, Kenobi. Such a, a kind, <laughs> sweet man. He would do that for us. Taking the break from um, the war <laughs> to help us out. But uh, yeah, so this is um, episode two of season two. So, um, you know... If this is your first time listening, don't worry. You don't have to. You don't have to go back. You don't have to start at season one, episode one. You don't have to do that. Feel free to do it if you wish. But uh, now is a perfect time to start. Perfect time to start listening. Um, and we're going to, you know, review that episode of Ahsoka, and we got lots of other fun things. But first, as always, we do want to thank our Patreon producers, who are always so kind to uh, help us out. And uh, our Patreon producer is a special membership you get by by spending $5 a month. And that $5 a month gets you exclusive access to uh, an, an exclusive series called mm -hmm. And Other mm -hmm. Stuff where we talk about everything that is not Star Wars. Um, there's multiple episodes up on there, and there will be more of them, we promise. <laughs> we promise there will be. Things are kind of crazy right now with Ahsoka, but we'll get back to it, we promise. Um, and then there's also, uh, you get this series much uh, quicker than everyone else. You get it usually at least two days early. Um, and on top of that, you also get... Uh, a, a thank you. We say your name on the podcast, which we are about to do. So there's a lot of good stuff, right? You think oh, yeah. so, Braxton? Oh, yeah, think I think so. so. I, I think, think so. so. I mean, come on. Yeah, now hold on a second. I got to pull up these names. So I mean, it's our Patreon, so I got to say it's, it's so, good, right? Uh, say something. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh, what am I doing? Oh, okay. It's a great deal, guys. I mean, <laughs> no, we, uh, we're due for another uh, uh, and other stuff episode pretty soon here. But with that said, we've uh, we was pretty consistent for a couple months there. And I think there's either 10 or 11 episodes on there there's now? something like that yeah so um yeah there's plenty of content again uh, as we've talked about in previous episodes 
Um, we have plenty of content on there. Yeah. We talk about a wide range of movies and video games and talk about some funny, crazy experiences in our lives, but you know, yeah. just different things we've done, trips and all that good stuff. So yeah, there's some there's some crazy stories in there. There is, and there's we have some fun on there. Yeah, but we do want to thank our Patreon producers, and that is JB, Josh and Birkinshaw, Tara Bolin, Grace and David Gill, Alex Mason, Corey Wise, Jay Camdar, Jenna, and promise so we want to thank you all so much for that uh and now we have our trivia of the week well we're starting with fun fact actually oh my bad <laughs> <laughs> my bad my bad so what we're doing we're guys, still trying to get our still get our <laughs> bearings to get our, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah so so the first thing we'll do is start off with our fun fact of the week again pulling from star wars fascinating facts story lore and history from the greatest galaxy uh from pablo hidalgo so this one is high flying cosplay in conjunction with the latest Star Wars films, ANA, the largest airline in Japan, dressed up jets in their fleets as Star Wars droids. This includes an R2-D2 jet, a BB-8 jet, and a C-3PO jet. Uh, Anthony Daniels actually signed the C-3PO one when it was unveiled at the Tokyo Haneda airport in a special ceremony so somewhere out there nice there is a c-3po airplane signed by Anthony. so i guess Daniels. my question is like it so it's like legit always a c-3po plane out there or was it just like for a while like a wrap and then they that i don't know i would assume I would be, that would be interested to know if like it was just for a little bit or if like it's legit like still out there as a C-3PO yeah yeah airplane. well if anybody knows let us know in the comments so <laughs> um so yeah that is our fun fact for the week but that was now, fun that was a lot of fun it was it was fun <laughs> truly it was fun um and also it's kind of uh not i guess foreboding sounds bad it's a uh, uh uh Whatever the word is that is not in a bad connotation, because our their next uh, Star Wars celebration is in Tokyo. So anyway, kind of appropriate. Anyway, so our don't remind me. I'm so <laughs> upset about that. I know we're not going to be able to go as much as we would definitely would like to. Um, so our f- trivia for this week, and I do want to apologize for last week. I did say sixty million <laughs> instead of six, and you know what? That's why you can't see. I have the official fact book. But you can't trust random websites when they do oh, trivia. Oh, <laughs> man. What a noob. No, no. Wow. You didn't catch either. So anyway. Um, wow. So with that being said, we're getting to this one. And I know this one is true this time. <laughs> so our uh, trivia for the week is the Star Wars holiday special marked the first appearance of which Star Wars character? I will say again, the Star Wars holiday special marked the first appearance of which Star Wars character? So, as per last week, we're going to let you guys think about that, put your answer in the comments, and we will come back with the answer at the end of the episode. So, put your thinking caps on, folks. Wowza. All right, so we're going to go ahead and let's talk about what's going on this week in Star Wars. So, our first story today is that Ahsoka Tano is coming to Star Tours next spring, and Harrison Dula arrived this week at Galaxy's Ooh, Edge. Nice. So um, it's been revealed that Ahsoka Tano will be joining Star Tours in Disneyland and Disney World, specifically Hollywood Studios and Disneyland Paris. So have you ever been on Star Tours? No, I have not. No, did we not do Star Tours? I don't think we did Star Tours. Interesting. No. Okay. Not that I remember anyway. Um, so Star Tours is kind of like... You you sit down in this like you could call it like a little mini theater type looking thing, and then 
it like moves around as you're mm. like as you're sitting in there like the whole thing's moving like side by side and you know um and so and then you just like watch the screen they've updated it already um to kind of fit in with the sequel trilogy oh, okay. and so now gotcha. it looks like they're maybe going to kind of change that to be a little more specific to ahsoka Okay, cool. cool. That could be yeah. interesting. And and it kind of keeps it fresh that they can continue to change things like that and mm-hmm. uh, allow p- people a reason to go back. Yeah, for sure. Again. For sure. Um, and then along with that, uh, we also have here that Hera Syndulla is now in Galaxy's Edge. Ooh. And cool. as we have seen before, um, you know, with whatever is kind of going on currently uh, at Galaxy's Edge, they they will introduce characters there. So for a long time, it has it was the sequel trilogy uh, with Kylo Ren and and uh, Rey and Chewbacca. Um, and they, I believe, are still there. But uh, here, not too long ago, they started introducing like the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. And now Harrison Dula is there. I don't know. Uh, actually, I think Ahsoka's maybe there some too, right? I think so. I don't. I we, we never saw her. Obviously, we didn't but. see her. But I think maybe they've also. I feel like maybe I read that that they've that Ahsoka has been there recently as well. Hmm. And um, so, you know, they they try to stay very like in universe. So I don't know if this is kind of like they're right now. Galaxy's right, Edge is right. a Mandover like during the yeah. Mandoverse right now kind of deal, or if they've kind of they're mixing the the. The timelines with, yeah, with right. some first order stuff <clears throat> and the Mandoverse kind of at the same time. I don't know. Yeah, unfortunately, when we went, I I was actually really hoping to see Mando, and uh, we we never got to see Mando. Now we did, we did see not. Chewbacca and Ray, so right. that was pretty cool. Um, uh, I was also hoping to see Kylo. We never saw Kylo either. So yeah, I've seen Kylo there um, before in past times, but uh, pretty much guaranteed you always end up seeing Ray and Chewbacca. I've always I think I've always seen yeah. them when I've been there. Um, and so, but yeah, it's cool that they, that they're introducing new characters there that, yeah. uh, kind of along with whatever's going on currently in Star Wars. I think that's a good idea. Right. I think that is, you know, can be exciting for the, for the fans, especially kids, you know, that maybe yeah. are watching Ahsoka and then they show up to, to Disneyland or, and, and see them there. Right. Like that's mm. pretty exciting. So, yeah. Uh, so I, I'm not sure if it was like a, it was released with this announcement or if it was like a, a, a preview uh, for you know Disney insiders or whatever, um, but I did see a video of Hera in her you know native habitat there in the Galaxy's Edge, uh, and, and the actress is like very convincing. Looks a lot like you know Hera, mm-hmm. and uh, you know obviously as usual the costuming and makeup is on point and stuff. Oh, so sure, yeah. So it's it's really cool. Like I said, if you guys uh, head out over to uh, you know Galaxy's Edge, whether in California or in Florida, um, uh, make sure you if you spot any of them, uh, let us know, take a picture, and we'll post it on the page. So yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Lots of good stuff. Okay, so our next piece of news here in this week in Star Wars, uh, and that is Star Wars Jedi Fallen uh, Order and uh, Fallen... (laughs) Wow, I tripped over that. I messed up my notes, clearly. Anyway, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order and Star Wars Jedi Survivor director... Uh, what is it? Stig Asmussen. Yeah, uh, however you say his last yeah, name. Yeah, however it is. I don't know. That was pretty good. I yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure the Nordic people love that. <laughs> uh, anyway, he is actually leaving Electronic Arts or EA. 
Um, and so obviously, you know, uh, the Jedi games, the Star Wars Jedi games have been a big thing for EA. Um, and, uh, after kind of the <laughs> downfall of, uh, Battlefront, um, so yeah, I mean, this is, this is kind of a big deal, right? I mean, uh, the director for both of these very big hit games is actually leaving. So yeah, it is a big deal because as we have seen, they, uh, you know, he has, proven to be a pretty good director right i mean oh yeah to have two um hit games uh critical and commercial success uh, for both of these games um and you know reached a, a crazy amount of of players mm -hmm. so like he <laughs> i think he did his job as a director so you know for a fan um of the series it is a little concerning to see him go because right. you know uh i'm I'm sure they have qualified people there that can step up to the plate, but um, you know we just know that he clearly knew what he was doing and he did it well. Right. And so um, it is going. It is kind of sad to see. It makes you a little nervous for the future because you want these games to continue to come out at the quality that they are, um, and uh, you know still be as amazing as the last two were. So. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that's going to be something we're going to have to just kind of wait and see and hope and, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, it's, you know, there's nothing that we can really do about that at this point. And, and uh, we guys got to assume that um, as, as these games are definitely the big flagship thing, in my opinion, for EA right now, I mean, maybe some people would disagree with that, um, that they're going to be taking active steps to find people to actively replace him and and do is you know just as good a job but we'll see right. we'll see yeah so. we will see um yeah I, I i don't know i i would hope that it'll uh nothing will will change that we won't even notice that this has happened but um you know they they're still kind of trying to fix some of the issues with survivor with when, right. when I mean, when I say that, I mean like the performance issues, mm -hmm. there were some, uh, like if you played on performance mode, it still didn't really play at 60 frames. Like, mm -hmm. like it was supposed to, and I think they just actually had an update where that's officially fixed. So I don't know where in the process of the next game they are, but I'd be curious to know because you know, there's not been a third game announced, but we know they're going to do it. It was always, um, they've said it it's always been kind of the idea of it to be a trilogy right um so you know the expectation is that there is going to be another game and i am curious to know how far along they are with that and if that had any part in his decision to leave right right like if the if there were like creative differences or you know that kind of thing i would right. be kind of curious to know yeah it would be it would be interesting to see i yeah. mean um it's hard to say and that does scare me if there is creative differences to see where that would be going now you know what i'm saying yeah. so again i don't want to go too deep into that because we have no clue what's going on or why it's even happening so we don't want to like get too speculative and, and uh, get ourselves scared you know <laughs> right but, right but anyway so yeah it's going to be something to look forward uh, to in the future not forward to necessarily but you know what i'm saying uh, just see what happens and cross our fingers and just hope it's as good as it's been these past two games so sure. that is actually it for our uh, news this week. And so between uh, now and rumors, we're going to go ahead and insert our community discussion. So, uh, you know, community discussion, as usual, is where we go out and ask you guys a question and then discuss your answers live on air. So this week's question is, 
Between Kenobi and the new Ahsoka series, we've been seeing some pretty good lightsaber battles. So what is your favorite lightsaber battle in all of Star Wars? So we have a few answers here. And again, preemptively, thank you guys so much for answering. But Corey Allen Wise says it's got to be An- or excuse me, Kenobi versus Anakin. Just masterful. Alex Mason says physically, Revenge of the Sith, Obi-Wan versus Anakin. Emotionally, Obi-Wan series, Vader versus Obi-Wan. Mark Hetherington says, like many, or I like many of them, but Luke and Vader in Empire Strikes Back is my favorite. And then Josh and Birkinshaw says, this is like asking which is our favorite child. (laughs) (laughs) I think my favorite one for the uh, wow factor at the time is Yoda versus Dooku. However, for the absolute spine shells, it has to be Obi-Wan versus Vader in the Obi series because Obi-Wan went God mode. (laughs) (laughs) So all great answers. And, you know, um, I mean, for me, I I have to echo what JB says, right? It it really is kind of like choosing your favorite child. I love love it all, but there are some that stand out a little a little more than the others, of course. Sure. Um, kind of like me to my siblings, and um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure my parents would agree with that. But anyway, with that being said, I I think I think for me, and again, I know this is the vanilla answer, but for me, probably my favorite has to be Revenge of the Sith, Obi Wan versus Anakin. And first of all, it's great battle it's well choreographed but of course there's a lot of emotional stakes to it too so that was what i was going to ask you is and i know some of them kind of answered for both but mm-hmm. when, when we ask this question are we are we asking as a whole with like is it just about the lightsaber combat or are we talking more on the on on both i think it was or kind of up to the interpretation to the of the interpretation. individual so but, okay uh, so when you are answering this are you interpreting it as both then as well, like the not only the um, the physicality of it, but also well, as you could tell, I kind of included both, right? That's why I chose that because you know, again, the physical and the emotional, right? There's so much good stuff in there, uh, choreograph wise, but there's also a, a lot of emotional points to it as well. So it kind of culminates up into the best one for me personally. Um, and so again, I think that was, you know, kind of up to the interpretation of how you wanted to put it. For me, I kind of like, I took all the factors and put them together to make what I believe is the best one. Um, That's fair. But, you know, here's the thing. But yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Physically, like like Alex says, I do still think that Revenge of the Sith, Obi-Wan vs. Anakin is still the best. Um, you know, emotionally, I still th- say it's that fight, but you could go into um, the Obi-Wan versus Vader one because that was a phenomenal one. And it was great technically and physically as well but but yeah i mean there was a lot of emotions there and that final nail in the coffin of 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 obi-wan realizing that vader was no longer anakin so to speak um yeah that was that was just insane so anyway drew that's up to you if you want to kind of culminate everything if you're just saying physicality whatever what is your well, what think, is your all-time lightsaber battle i mean listen i i i know i know we we don't when it comes to this stuff, we don't necessarily always give the most exciting conversation here because, unfortunately, I gotta agree with you that, um, I, you know, for me, I think the as far as lightsaber battles go, um, I mean, even now after everything we've seen, it's still hard to beat that Obi Wan and Anakin battle in Revenge of the Sith. Right. I don't know that anything has truly taken it to that level, um, 
before or after mm. right like it's pretty it's pretty insane the the what what they do in that exactly and uh and you know sure is it maybe even to an extent over like kind of overly over the top dramatic like to the sometimes almost even cheesy with what they're doing sure <laughs> right, right. but we kind of love it for that and it is what it right. is you know it was 2005 okay right <laughs> and um <laughs> and so you know i I, I still that really stands out for me and even emotionally because you know mm-hmm. that is that is when Anakin uh, you know when to see Obi-Wan you know trying to stop Anakin from doing this and Anakin you know screaming that he hates him yeah and all this stuff you yeah. know it's very emotional um, but I do kind of want to give a shout out to uh, you know some of the original trilogy as well yeah. that didn't have the you know lightsaber battles that we we get in the <laughs> right. in the prequels and and even what we get in the, in the sequel trilogies are maybe even a little more exciting sometimes than than right. what we got in the original trilogy um but there was a lot of emotional stakes and so you right. know i think somebody mentioned empire strikes back yeah that was a very emotional moment right um when that battle even though again there wasn't necessarily anything too crazy but even in return of the jedi we get a really awesome battle between yeah um yeah. luke and vader there and again very emotional so yeah. you know i just love all uh <laughs> right Lysir battles and you know if we were just going with uh with lightsaber um fighting just the physicality of it i also have to mention um maul versus obi-wan and, and oh, qui-gon never mind yes yeah, so um, that was a great one too yeah. because that one uh really um stands out even to this day oh was, yeah you know a crazy one and the stakes um, were and then like the stakes were so high yeah. you know what i'm saying and, yeah and and then we saw stuff in that one that we've never seen before you know what i'm saying and, oh sure yeah that was yeah. kind of the yeah i mean that was kind of the big moment of of seeing well that was the, the next lightsaber battle after what people saw in return of the jedi <laughs> Dude, right? that's a crazy thing to think yeah yeah and so that was a huge moment and um and so it, but even if you go back and watch it today, it's cool to watch. It's, oh, yeah. it's very yeah, enjoyable. It, hold, it holds up. Yeah. Another so, another shout out is um, I thought you was going to say this one when you said Maul, but oh, the Maul, Maul Savage and, and Palpatine fight he, in Clone okay, Wars. Yeah, that's, that, was that was cool. Sick. And of course, yeah. then the Maul and Ahsoka fight in the last season of of Clone Wars. But that was yeah, amazing. There's too. a there's a lot of lot of good fights. So. And here's the thing, like I said, you know, you're like, well, that's a kind of a vanilla answer or whatever. Or some people, you know, and I'm not trying to, to, to single out Mark here, <laughs> but but some people might say like, well, seriously, the, the Empire Strikes Back or, you know, original trilogy one's your favorite. And I think, I think here's the thing. We can sit here and we can say, well, technically, you know, this fight's better and da da da. But I think really, really what it boils down to is what emotional connection we have to it. It's and very true. I think that, you know, for some people, they saw Luke versus Vader as their first one, and it had such an emotional impact on them that they're like, wow, that's got to be the best one. And then for some of us who grew, who I mean, we, who saw it, but who kind of grew up more with the prequels, right? And we, we, we grew up with these characters of, sure. of, of Anakin and Obi-Wan, yeah. and we see them fight each other, and in like that emotional... That I think I think the emotional ties with that is what really draws us to to that, you know. Absolutely, you're you're dead on, and and because like we were at that very impressionable age when we watched the that fight for the first time in Revenge right. of the Sith, right? And like, 
you know, I, I still remember just being just in awe of what I was witnessing and, yeah. and just being blown away. And yeah, and it had a lot to do with the fact that I was at that perfect age to experience it and just be so just amazed by <laughs> right. it that that sticks with you even now. Yeah. And like that, that memory of it. And sure, it's, it, it's kind of like, it's kind of like when you play to, this is for all you gamers that are listening. Gamer alert. Gamer alert. <laughs> um, it, you know, you play a game, let's say that was on like the, the, let's say Nintendo 64. Okay. Right. Right. And you played it and you just thought it had the greatest graphics and it was just, it wowed you how amazing right. it looked. But then you go back now and you're like, oh, <laughs> this is not what I remember. Yeah. And it kind of, you almost kind of see, see some of these things in Star Wars through the, those glasses, right? Through, sure. Yeah. And not, not saying that they're not good, but like we see them in a special way because of the emotional impact that it has on us um, through our memories of, of basically uh, as a child and how that, and that's, and that's why so many people love the original trilogy that, um, you know, we're kids and that's why they're devoted to that. That's why a lot right. of us at our age are devoted to the prequels because <laughs> right. that's when we were kids. And that's why there's a whole group that are going to feel that way about the sequel trilogy. Exactly. And we're going to shake yeah. our heads and say, how in the nah, world could you do that? Right, 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 right. But they yeah. were kids. And it's, for example, um, you, you ask, uh, my daughter right now who her favorite character is, she's going to tell you Ray. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And, and you know, all of us are going to be like, what? But well, she, yeah, she here. thinks Ray's the, the best. Because that's, that's what, and, that's what she's growing up with. Yeah. Right. That's what and she, it's cool. Yeah. Cause there might be very, very well might be some people who, who grow up and, and their favorite battle is, is Obi-Wan versus Vader in the Kenobi series or, sure, yeah. or perhaps, you know, Ahsoka versus Anakin in mm -hmm. the Soka series, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So yeah, no, so I, I basically, think... what it comes down to, and what we're really saying here is, there is no wrong answer. Exactly. Right. Exactly. I mean, everybody. Some of you has are about... more right than others. Some of you are definitely more right than others, but just kidding, some just of you kidding. have better taste than others. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, but for real though, yeah, I, I, I definitely see where you're I mean, going. Alex with that. would have said something about Jar Jar Binks had there been a lightsaber <laughs> option, been. but there's not, so he had to pick something else. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's saying it. I mean, I mean. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, lot, lots of great answers here. Though we're yeah. very thankful uh, for you guys to, uh, you know, who put, took the time to answer yeah, our and, stuff. Yes, and hey, and here's the thing, and I think we can all agree here: lightsaber, lightsaber battles is like the best part about Star Wars. Right? Hundred percent. Yeah. It's it, it's amazing, and that's why I'm so thankful about with like Ahsoka, as they are yes. not afraid of lightsaber battles. We've already gotten, yes. we've already gotten like. We got more of them already than we ever got in the sequel trilogy as a whole. And just uh, and in far the, better quality, too. far better quality. And and that is such a shame that we barely got any lightsaber fighting in a sequel trilogy, um, in my true. opinion. But I am super glad to see them just go all out with Ahsoka and these lightsaber battles and like giving us just a lot of good stuff to enjoy. So Absolutely. So that ends our community discussion again. Once again, thank you guys so much for answering. We really, really, truly do appreciate it. And we love the, the just the back and forth, the talk, the community discussion. We love it so much. So yes. we're going to go ahead and quickly get into our rumors. And Drew's going to lead us off on our very first rumor. Yeah, so we have a rumor here that uh, Sean Levy gives an update on his upcoming Star Wars movie. So we um, we've we've heard some some talk about Sean Levy in a Star Wars movie, but we've not really seen um, exactly. I don't know that it's ever been officially announced by Disney that I'm aware of. 
I could be wrong on that, but I don't think I am wrong. Um, and so, but he's ta- he's been talking about it multiple times. Yeah. And uh, and we've reported on that before, but he said that um, he's currently in the development phase of his Star Wars project, um, but that it has been stopped in its tracks due to the writer's strike. Oof. Um, and that work on it would resume once the writers had received their fair share. Um, so they're just in the holding pattern that so much of our industry is in. So I, I, I put this in rumors because when, when you have somebody saying this, it's like, that's, that's great and all, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's truly happening. Not until, not until the big wigs at Disney tell us it's happening. Um, you can have directors and writers uh, pitch stuff all day long, but until they get the, the green light, um, that doesn't really mean it's going to happen. 100%. And yeah. so, you know, I think, sure, he really is working on this. I don't think he's lying about it, but I right. don't. I don't know for sure that that we're truly getting this yet until I see some more well, like true confirmation. And, and let's just put it this way: there's been shows that has had the uh, uh, executive green light and it still didn't go through. <laughs> yeah. So for sure. so yeah, I mean, it's still a possibility that they haven't even given the green light that it may or may yeah. not be a thing. Yeah, and and yeah, I'm kind of looking here. It does not look like this is something that's ever been truly announced by by Disney. Um, but, you know, he has talked about it a lot in multiple different places. Um, and, you know, again, I'm not saying this isn't the case. I think he has the the background to do it. I mean, we're talking someone who's um, who has done a lot of stuff, including, I think, Deadpool. And he's doing Deadpool 3 right now. So, I mean, you know, that alone is probably enough for him to get the opportunity um, well, also he's directing Stranger Things, so like, oh yeah, yeah, uh, he he's got enough he's there, got right? Stuff. Yeah, he's got so, some stuff. So I I have no doubt they probably want to use him in Star Wars, but again, it will be interesting to it's it's interesting because like past what we've even heard announced, obviously there are more Star Wars movies mm-hmm. in like being talked about and getting prepared. Exactly, and yeah. that's exciting, and also kind of like nerve wracking to just <laughs> I just want to know. I want to like know what, what it the is. plans yeah. are and where <laughs> exactly. they're, what they're thinking. But anyway, yeah, um, yeah, I think that's all I have to say about that one. So yeah, same here. Uh, so our uh, last and final rumor for this week is that the Lando writer announces that show will now be a movie. So I have some thoughts on this, but Drew, what, what do we have on that? So this is kind of the almost the exact same kind of situation here. Um, the writer for Lando, um, Stephen Glover, um which is Donald Glover's brother, mm. which we just had in a, maybe a couple episodes ago, yeah, talked yeah. about how they are now the ones um, kind of working on this show. Um, they said, somebody, they had brought it up on a, on a podcast to somebody, and, and um, Steven said, Lando is not even a show. The idea right now is to do a movie. Interesting. So, uh, again, this is in rumors because... This is still not a confirmed thing. Um, they, the way I understand it, and after reading further, um, it sounds to me like this is more of a pitch than anything that they're like pitching it as a movie now instead. Because 
after the current writer. So they're probably doing some rewrites. Mm-hmm. They're trying to figure out what this is going to look like. And they're going to pitch that idea, right, yeah. as a movie. Um, but I don't think anything is truly confirmed within this. But tell me, what, what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, so, I mean, as we talked about last time, right, we, we thought that this this may or may not even happen because, you know, there's there's some big names on this and they can't really get anything nailed down. Mm-hmm. And this is going to take time, you know, um, <clears throat> There was I can't I can't remember if this is something we talked about personally, or no it, we, it was on the podcast I just can't remember. Uh, but basically, were they saying like you know this this actor was like ah, I had a much bigger role in this, but then when I came for the show, basically I was here for like one weekend. Do you remember what I'm talking about when I say that? What I'm trying to get at. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't remember off the top of my head. Something we just discussed. I, I just don't remember what. Point I'm trying to get at. <laughs> with all this work around here is that um you know with with shows like this you know where there's it's episodes right and 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 you're gonna have to be at a location multiple different times you know and there's gonna be probably times when he goes there he being um donald glover and he's gonna have to record like 30 minutes of stuff and then he's done for the day and so the pro like what we talked about last time was that we're kind of like well you know what i just don't know that it it's even going to happen because someone as big as Donald Glover, who does acting and he does music and he does he's all the stuff, he's probably not going to have time to to dedicate to this show. Um, mm-hmm. So my point being, the fact that it's actually supposedly moving towards a movie actually makes a lot more sense because when you have a movie, you're like, okay, here I have this dedicated time in space for this one thing, and you know they, they're going to obviously have to like come and go and stuff like that, but it's not going to be like a show where there's multiple different locations and there's um, you know different times and you're going to have to work with other. I, I don't know. I'm making this sound not right, but I know what you're. I know what you're saying, and I think that you know we've we've been burned a lot with with series here lately but we've also been burned with movies star wars movies so it's kind of i think they do have to be very conscious of of the story they want to tell right as we've talked about many times kenobi i'm pretty certain it would have been better as a movie yeah um but they had already kind of committed to it being a show and from for a long time and so they kind of just like worked it into that Mm -hmm. um so what I think we have here with with land with with the Lando series, um, it maybe maybe they kind of got it right here where they're like they started working on the story and they're like oh no this makes makes way more sense to be a movie mm. versus us trying to tell a series here, and you know if they're smart about that and made that right decision then I mean I support it fully because. There's nothing worse than trying to do a series just because right. you already maybe said it was a series or you know, cough, blah, cough, blah, blah, <laughs> or you just feel like you need or like they're like, oh, we need something on Disney Plus. So this has to be a series. And then you pad out your story to fit that. Mm-hmm. But but then you you just heard it in the process, just like how we feel about what happened with Kenobi. Right. So I think that, you know, if, if Lando fits better as a movie with the story they're working on, then great. I say do it right you know is there some fear there with the whole box office stuff well sure because i mean the way i look at it solo didn't do what they wanted do we really think a lando movie is going to do what we want because (laughs) i mean 
you know, Han Solo is still a much bigger character than than Lando. Now, I will say, I I, I do agree with you on that, but I will say, as kind of a, a slight rebuttal, is the fact that um, I think people are more primed for that type of content, though. Uh, when I say that type of content, I'm meaning kind of like a, a, a character biopic, uh, one specific character. Because here's the thing. At the time, when we got... Ken- or, I can't say Kenobi. When we got Solo, mm-hmm. we were amidst all of these shows, or excuse me, all these movies, right? I yeah. mean, when I'm saying movies, I'm talking about, um, uh, you know, main trilogy, sequel blah 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 stuff you know what i'm saying and uh and so we're having these big movies that are part of the saga and then all of a sudden we get this one movie about solo which doesn't really connect to anything that's going on i think now we're again more primed to receive something like that um because we're getting all these shows and it doesn't really have to fit into this huge big narrative every single time and so let me let me ask you this and I, and I see where you're going with that, and I don't necessarily disagree. Um, I think that, yes, with all the series that we've gotten and stuff, people are kind of more um, open to the idea of, of a, a new story um, that's not part of the, the saga. Right. But at the same time, do you think that something like a Lando movie, or even we can put the Solo movie into this category as well, do you think that it would maybe be better to be a movie that is on Disney plus versus at the theater. Yes. I do think that it would make more sense as a Disney plus movie. Cause um, that's the thing they do, right? They do mm-hmm. Disney plus straight to Disney plus movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and what that allows is you still tell the, the shortened story that you're wanting for that movie format but you don't necessarily have to worry about the whole, like, is this going to flop at the box office? And I think it also gives people a little more, like, expectation of what it is. And and so I think maybe people don't give it... I don't think that people, like, maybe hold it as high in uh, scrutiny when it goes straight to Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you go to a movie theater and you're sitting down with your popcorn and your drink and you're just sitting there getting ready for a movie... People are expecting a spectacle, and when it right. doesn't meet that, or what they come in preconceivingly right. uh, thinking it's going to meet, then you're in trouble. But when it goes straight to Disney Plus, you're kind of like, okay, well, you know, it's not going to be a huge deal. And if it if it if it beats your expectations, then great. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, I, I do think in that specific story and in that specific timeline, I think that it does make more sense as a Disney Plus movie. Yeah, and I, and you know there is no sign of of that even being an option. They've never done that before for Star Wars, mm-hmm. and I could see them being like, "Oh, we can't put a Star Wars movie straight to <laughs> Disney Plus. It has to be a theatrical release." Right. And you know, a big portion of that also kind of depends on how much money are they going to be putting into this. You know, if they put, you know, tons and tons of money into it, then they're definitely going to do a theatrical release. Um, no, yeah, so one, one thing, I, last thing I'll say on that is like, I do think the fact that Donald Glover is a part of it might very well push it towards a theatrical release though, too, because, you know, he's such a big name and they're wanting to garner the publicity of having Donald Glover. I could definitely see that pushing them to, to wanting to do a theatrical release. I just don't know sure. that it's going to be successful, but I, yeah. just, I do think that's a Which, possibility. You know, <laughs> the one thing he has on his side is... Aside from the fact that he, you know, he is famous, but 
is also those that he was considered, you know, by most to be the best part about the solo movie. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So getting him back, um, you know, could could end up getting people out to see it. And, you know, also there is that potential of, you know, that Billy D. Williams might still also be attached to this. True. Which might get even more people out because this was a rumor a long time ago, but, and so, you know, again, this may have all changed, but there was a lot of talk about this not just being a, or this kind of going between a couple of different time periods, including um, having uh, Billy D. Williams and Donald Glover both right. in the story. So. Well, and you could tell that they kind of set up a potential story there for, for Lando because at the end of Rise of Skywalker, we see him like seeing that girl and it's like, is it, is it? his daughter is that not his daughter you know right, and, and, definitely and hinting he, at some yeah stuff. and then yeah. like she's gonna he was gonna help her go find something i can't remember what it was so yeah i de- i definitely think it would set up for the fact that you know you can go back into um you know um the empire days you know and him him being there so as, as younger guy but then flash forwarding to which would be interesting because we'd actually if that's true we would potentially be getting post rise of skywalker content in a movie because it would be after Rise of Skywalker of him, you know, potentially helping this girl out or something. Right. I don't know. But we're probably getting the Ray movie before we ever see this true, movie. True, true. But oh, I mean, yeah, maybe true. Not, but I assume yeah. that would be the case. Yeah. So at this time, that does conclude our rumors. So we're going to go ahead and get into our main topic. So our main topic, of course, being uh, the Ahsoka review of Ahsoka Part Five or Episode Five, and uh, wow, just what a phenomenal, phenomenal episode! Um, just again shatters all expectations for sure. And uh, so we are going to go ahead and jump over to our Facebook post. We did ask you guys what your thoughts were of the episode, and we're going to discuss those quickly before we get into our thoughts. And first and foremost, Alex Mason says, "Wow, wow." Wow. Absolutely masterful writing and performances. I can't adequately put into words how much I love this episode. I've already rewatched it a couple of times, and it's just as good as the first. Corey Allen Y says, I can't wrap my head around this masterpiece. I had shills so many emotions when Anakin's face went from light side to dark, uh, when it flashed him as Vader, and then when he told her live or die, I had goosebumps. Just wow, they did this right. Uh, Brandon Duke says, from start to finish, just an absolute masterpiece. Holy felony. <laughs> I see, I see why they wanted it screened in theaters. Welcome back, Hayden Christensen. Felony 2024. Thank you, sir, for giving us Star Wars again. And then Joshin Birkinshaw says, trust Filoni to blow us all out of the water. An absolute amazing episode. Episode, excuse me. Episode. <laughs> episode. Still have goosebumps now. Hayden was amazing. Just utterly smashed it. The flashes of Vader, the red eyes, the voice change, dot, 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 the music. This is what uh, the Obi-Wan series should have done to us. Um, I can't wait to hear your guys' thoughts. Hayden Christensen deserves this. An outstanding episode. In Filoni, we trust. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I mean, guys, you, obviously, there's no need to even really say it, but we're all on the same page here. And uh, obviously, our thoughts are on the same page as well. What a phenomenal, phenomenal episode, guys. I mean, that's just, that's all I can really say at this point. <laughs> you know, it's it such a okay. good episode. It's all right. Yeah, yeah, just whatever. Out. Get out of uh, here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, this was this was a special, very special thing. Um, you know, 
I think that you know the big thing about this episode is that it feels like a love letter to the fans, right? Exactly. The, yeah. For those that have stuck around with Filoni, essentially, mm-hmm. with what Filoni has worked on, uh, with that being, you know, Clone Wars and Rebels. Yeah. This kind of feels like his way of really just being like, this is for you guys. Yeah. You know, not worrying about what, uh, you know, casual viewers may think or people who just see the movies, not worrying about any, uh, you know, if anyone's lost or confused, but like, we just want you, we just want you guys to get this, um, because, you know, you've stuck with us. And so here you go. Here's a little treat. Right. <laughs> yeah. And that's, and that was what I was telling you when I had, I would watch it. I was like, this just literally, like I said, feels like a love letter to, to us, to, to, to fans who are watching all of the shows and following everything. And, you know, I'm kind of jumping ahead, I guess here a little bit here, but, um, you know, it's funny because, you know, for us, you know, for me and for you and for those of you who, who are in our comments like JB and, and Brandon Dukes and Coraline Wise and Alex Mason and all these guys who are like us where they're following everything too, it, it's just jaw-dropping amazingness. But what's funny is that um, I actually had this experience with my uncle who's, again, it, it's actually a pretty fun little dichotomy where I get to see things from my side of, uh, where where, you know, I'm watching everything. I'm absorbing everything and stuff. And then I get to, uh, to interrupt with my uncle who is a, a, a very big star Wars fan, but he doesn't really follow everything. And he's more of like the OG original trilogy guy. And, uh, so he was watching it and he's like, man, there, he just called me today. He's like, I watched that Ahsoka episode. And he's like, it was, it was got some good fighting and some cool stuff in there. He's like, man, I just, I just, there's some of that stuff I don't get. And he's like, seriously, space whales, space whales. <laughs> <laughs> and so, so again, that reiterates that thought process of, of, you know, a lot of times the Star Wars shows that's been coming out have been very much in the middle, right? Where, um, we're going to have stuff in there that, that, hardcore fans is going to like but for the most part we're going to try to just cater to everybody and and make sure that they're all following and nobody's lost but but like like we just said basically in this in my interaction between myself and my uncle is a perfect illustration that this show Dave Filoni is like listen I'm going to give a treat to the people who've been with me the whole time you right. know what I'm saying I'm going to give you a treat if you've been following the story I'm going to be giving you a treat by dropping all these little easter eggs dropping all these little references and uh, all of this emotional callback to these character interactions, just a masterpiece, a masterpiece. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it truly is. So let's just go ahead and start from the beginning of the episode and we'll kind of talk our way through it here and uh, feel free to stop me at any point you want to talk about something. Yeah. But we open on Cetos with the ocean waves crashing against the cliffside. The shattered star map lies in ruin. Harrison Dula arrives finding no one. Jason and Chopper come out of the ghost to look about, but Hera hears a noise and finds Huang holding Sabine's helmet. He laments that he told Ahsoka Tano and Sabine Wren to stay together, but they never listen. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Uh, yeah. That was actually a really cool little scene was, of where you yeah. see Huang actually have like, like this emotional state, you know. Sure. And, you know, you have cool. to, if you look at it from his perspective, you know, he's he's seen this time and time again, right? Yeah. And, you know, he's, you know... Someone made a good point that like he there's a good chance that he like trained Revan. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like well, yeah, these like yeah. these legends, you know, <laughs> that he's he's been or he's because yeah. he was there from like the the start sure. of the Jedi's. So um 
so he's seen all these people come and go and he's seen you know the falls and the and the the way the order was completely destroyed and all this stuff yeah. and he's been through it all and so again he sees another two that well, that's you know, what I was about to say you know he he's been around since the beginning right and, but what I was going to say is that he's seen this fall of the jedi where there's all of these jedi and the order was was thriving to some degree yeah. and all of a sudden now the order is demolished it's gone and the only two that he knows of left are these two and then now he thinks that they're gone. So now at this point, Hu Yang thinks that like everyone's gone. It's just you know it's just him now. You know, right? So that's that's a pretty pretty interesting observation. Yeah. So the opening credits play revealing part five, Shadow Warrior. We shift to the world between worlds where Ahsoka is face to face with Anakin Skywalker. He says that Ahsoka still has a chance to live and offers to finish her training. He then draws his lightsaber and attacks her as they echo eerily similar dialogue to their last duel from Twilight of the Apprentice. In Star Wars Rebels, as Anakin tells her to fight or die, essentially. And uh, I was um, just immediately just giddy as can be <laughs> as soon as they, yes. you know, they draw the lightsabers yes. and they start fighting. And I'm just like, yeah, you know, I'm just losing it already at this oh, point. We, we, well, OK, so let's pause this. We we haven't really mentioned this is that for a long time when we when shows came out, we would mm -hmm. watch it together. And that was always right. a great time, but yeah. as the release days kind of changed and stuff, we just weren't really able to justify that. But as we said last week, you know, it's like we knew this was going to be such a good episode that we had to try to watch together, right. and we did. And we did. But but moments like this when this was happening, we were just sitting there like grabbing each other, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, just you know, jumping. My, the my son was uh, my son was actually sleeping, and at one point. <laughs> We yeah. at one point we I don't even remember which it, where it was in the in that. Oh, I know what it was. It you was do? whenever they went to um went down and they went to the Battle of Ryloth. Oh, and it showed Anakin in yes. in the Clone Wars armor. armor. When it, when it, that was the point where we literally started screaming. <laughs> we stood and, up. It was like ah! yeah, and my son all of a sudden just like <laughs> sat up like you know in shock because he was asleep. He woke him up. Yeah, I'm like anyway. he needs to watch this. He needs to watch this. <laughs> <laughs> this is important. <laughs> wake but, him up. Wake um, him up. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> so we were very excited. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But anyways. Um, so, back with the other heroes, Hera and Huang are trying to figure out where Sabine and Ahsoka are. Carson arrives, giving a nice shout-out to our Princess Leia, stating that General Gran is trying to buy them back, buy them uh, time at New Republic headquarters as much yeah. as possible. That was cool. And that was cool. And this is something, you know, that I think is important in this because, you know, we're only six years after return of the Jedi. Yeah. So the, the, our, our trio of heroes, right. Um, Luke and, and Leia and Han are yeah. still in their prime and they're still oh, yeah. out there ready to fight. So for something this big to start happening, as I've said many times, and I'll continue to say, it doesn't make any sense for them not to be around. Mm -hmm. And so here, of course we don't see her, but we are seeing how she's involved. She's right? active she's, in the story. She's somehow. active. She's, she is, currently you know at um headquarters buying as much time as possible right, for Hera right. to be able to do what needs to be done and, and so, that's a cool way to do that's it. a cool way to do yeah. it because of course you know they're not going to show her i don't know what they're going to do in the future I, yeah. I don't know that they even know what they're going to do um <laughs> right. seeing as carrie fisher has passed you know they want to respect that but she's all but also leia is an, a very again active character in this time period yes so how do you do that i don't know what they're gonna do right, right but this is at least something right we get a name we get a we get a them saying her name at least and knowing she's a part of this right and that that's 
better than nothing at all. Yeah. Um, so then Jason tells his mom that he can feel something about the water. He has her listen to the waves because he can hear lightsabers crashing. Um, and I don't know about you here, but I think, I think that, um, there's so many questions we can get. There's so many theories <laughs> right. and stuff we can get into. Right. But this was one of the first times uh, in the episode that I'm like, okay, maybe this is really happening. Yeah. Because he hears it. Yeah. Now, Hera, do you think Hera heard it? Or do you think she was just kind of just trusting him and just kind of... Well, I would say she was trusting him at first, right? But but as it kept going, she just like she was like really like concentrating on it. She was kind of like like you could see her like head kind of twitch, like she's hearing stuff. But what's interesting is I, you know, we talked about this when we was watching it. I, you know, I don't know that we've ever necessarily got a whole lot of her saying that she was like force sensitive or whatever. But in Rebels, after Kanan dies, it there does show that moment where his force ghost is holding her, um, like around her, and she's kind of like. I, I don't remember the exact... I do remember that. Ha- ...like happening, but it was like as if she kind of was like cognizant that she he was there. acknowledged it. Yeah. But I kind of always assumed that was more of like, because they were like, you know, a couple that like... So there she was just some felt kind that because there's a connection. Because they already thing. had a connection type Yeah, deal, I don't know. I'm just so saying than, that that's really the only time that we ever see anything I just, like for that. me, I... Hera being Force-sensitive, too, is maybe where we're like, okay, when we're, we're kind of... Okay, everybody's Force-sensitive. Everybody's Force-sensitive <laughs> yeah, now, yeah, yeah. which is kind of... I'm afraid that's kind of what they want to do. Because I know right now, Sabine is like, can't use the Force, but I really like, feel like kind they're... Kind of is leading I kind of feel like it. they're leading to her starting to be able to use it, though. Don't well, you? Yeah. Don't you feel like that's kind of what they're... 100%. But, but here's, the th- here's the thing. You said, like, hope not everybody's going to be Force-sensitive. Well, what's interesting is that they're kind of, like, leaning towards that because at the very beginning of the show, when... It's, you know, Ahsoka and Sabine get together. Ahsoka talks to her how, how you know, the force no, is everywhere. everywhere. Everyone yeah, has yeah, force yeah. inside of them. There's just some who has a more natural propensity to, to contact it. Yeah. So it's like, eh, you know, I don't know well, how much I love <coughs> that. Excuse me, but actually, um, what is your midichlorian yeah, count? What is the midichlorian <laughs> count, actually? <laughs> because actually in episode one, when Qui-Gon was talking mm-hmm. to him, he said that some people, it's near imperceptible sound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't know with with Sabine. And it, it, here's what I I would actually love if Sabine never has the Force. Yeah, but that she uses her Mandalorian yeah, stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. as her solution to not having the Force. So instead of Force and, grabbing, and what's, and what's would be intriguing about that is that was the what all that stuff was built for. With the the, yeah, the things the Mandalorians Jedi. use, yeah. all of their tools were to fight Jedi to level so, the playing and, and she with kind of force. does she kind of even shows that a little bit when she's fighting Shin and uh and Shin's like oh you don't have power because she reaches her hand out but then she uses her rockets <laughs> yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. again that was kind of like her her force push in a sense exactly, you know what I mean exactly and so yeah um you know that would I be an interesting it would be thing, interesting yeah. and it would make it would be kind of curious to see that how that would play out but I don't know I don't know where they're gonna go with that but we're kind of getting off track yeah here. we have that. Um, we need it we don't have much time today unfortunately yeah. uh so moving right along um we have uh Huang then confirms for good that Jason is force sensitive and we finally get a shout out to Kanan Jarrus which that yes. was nice nice um in the world between worlds, Anakin is still dueling Ahsoka. He slices out the bridge from under her feet, and she falls into a red mist. Ahsoka returns to the Clone Wars and becomes a teenager again as it clears. Yeah, that was awesome. So as soon as this happened, I immediately was like, 
is this the rumors we heard about about Mustafar? Because I saw the red and I was yeah, like, are they doing it? Yeah. But no, they they went. Um, they, well, as soon as she stood up, you're like, wait a second. Yeah, she's yeah, like, yeah. She's you're like, yeah. Smaller. You can tell her. You yeah, can tell, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they're on one of their first missions. Ahsoka draws her once green lightsaber and charges into battle with Anakin, which we did. We also saw those phase one clone ah, troopers so running cool. through. So we also, and of course this is when we see Anakin in his clone wars armor, which was very exciting to see something that we've been wanting for oh, a very long, or just man. imagining never yeah. really actually assumed we would get it yeah, for, yeah. for years. Exactly. Right. We never assumed we'd like, never see it. Why would we get it? Yeah. You know? Um, so that was a very special moment for someone like you and me. And you got to imagine that Filoni was thinking, like people are talking like he heard it he heard people talking about that oh, he's like sure we gotta get this oh in there, sure you know? uh, yeah, yeah no yeah. again again a, a love letter to the fans that's what that was yeah and i think something else that i really caught here is like hayden christensen first of all fantastic job oh, he so did good. great but he really has truly kind of melded together his his version from revenge of the sith with matt lanter's matt Lanter. yeah. clone wars um anakin and i think he's really kind of blended those together into yeah what we what we just assume Anakin was always like but if you go back and watch Revenge of the Sith that's not really <laughs> what he was like right, um, right. He's, but he's done a really good job of kind of making it like that's what it's yeah. always does that make sense and what's cool is that we know for a fact that he like went back and rewatched all the Clone all Wars yeah, now yeah. he did that for um, Kenobi but mm-hmm. but but I'm, obviously he did it for this show too but when he talked about how much he loved Matt Lanter's iteration yeah. of Anakin's I just that yeah, was so and cool. I think you know because you know he was a little more whiny and stuff and yeah. and but he's really kind of, you can tell his voice honestly I think he gets to kind of just talk more normal <laughs> right. and I think yeah. it actually fits better with the than what he kind of the. And I, and I don't think it was ever his fault. I think it was, honestly, I think George Lucas wanted yeah. him to kind of be the that way. Yeah. Well, um, it was kind but, of like trying to show that he never had that 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 mother or father growing up. Right. So he still was kind of always a kid and, and never Thanks, grew yeah. up. Yeah. But anyway, we're not going yeah. to get into that. Not to get into that. But um, anyways, a fantastic job by Hayden Christensen Absolutely. throughout this entire thing. Um, in the aftermath of the battle, we, which we do see Captain Rex in the background here, um, amidst the injured and dead clones, Ahsoka hesitates as she looks over her men. She calls out that she, as a Jedi, was trained to be a soldier, not a peacekeeper. And she wonders if she will have to teach her own future Padawan in combat and war. Ahsoka says she wants to stop fighting. Anakin says she will die if she does. The battle picks up again, and in one of my very favorite moments, we see um, Anakin kind of go off into the battle. And... and Another thing to mention is like this is like a true war scene, right? Like yes. everything is just full of smoke and yeah, it's bodies gritty. Yeah, it's 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 <laughs> yeah. not like what we've seen um, before, really. Yeah. In the in the this is more kind of like oh, this is this is what it's real. What you know, war's really like. You know what right. I mean? And like right. it's without that like rose colored tinted glasses, <laughs> right. so to speak, of a kid show, of a kid trying show, to yeah, yeah glorify. Yeah. Um, and so you see him kind of go off running in, running in with the with the clones. And as he does that, it switches to Darth Vader oh, for a moment. And so oh, good. wow, so good. what a shot! <laughs> that will go down in history as just an you just see shot. like his just a slight silhouette and like uh-huh. lightning kind of goes lightning off a little go- bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, so man. good. So, um, after that, Ahsoka, or no, sorry, but back with Jason and Chopper, they watch as Carson and his men continue to look for whatever Jason is feeling. Aaron questions why she is there, and Huang offers his support for her unauthorized mission. Jason calls in that Chopper has picked up something on his scanners, and Hera heads out to check it. Back in the Clone Wars flashback, 
We are firmly in season seven during the Siege of Mandalore now. Yeah. As we see younger Ahsoka fight the Mandalorians who sided with Darth Maul. Uh, unfortunately, no Maul cameo here. I was kind of hoping maybe he <laughs> just, would just, just pop up. Just, yeah, you know, yeah. I thought maybe. But but we um, did get the horned Mando helmets, which is pretty cool. Yes, which was was really cool. Um, the only thing here I'll say, and I think the young the young Ahsoka that we get here, I think the the actress did a, a great job. Yeah. Um, I think she looked really, I think she looked good. Um, I will say though, I almost wish they had had a middle aged, yeah, um, or yeah. like another a couple years older actress to play this part because yeah. she felt too young in this part of it. I totally to the, agree to the point that I was like, oh, I'm not sure when this is. Even yeah. though I saw the and and, and you remember because I, I even said it to you, I was like, is this supposed to be during, you know, like the siege of Mandalore? Because yeah. because she, she didn't look like old enough. She still looked too young. Right. Um, I felt like there should have, there needed to be a little more like aging there mm. because we are talking uh, multiple years oh, in between yeah, yeah, yeah. that. But anyway, but that's that's a small complaint. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so uh, we see uh, we see them fighting. Uh, we 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 see Ahsoka doing some some cool battling here. We also see uh, for sure Captain Rex at this point, oh, so good. which he was. I'm pretty. Sure, I'm almost positive he was the one that shows in the other scene too, just in yeah. the background. Yeah, yeah. Well, but, well, because yeah, because I'm pretty sure. Because remember, he Rex switches to his Phase Two armor from Phase One armor, and I'm pretty sure that you see his Phase One armor in the that first scene. Yeah, I'm pretty sure which you is do. So yeah. cool. So cool. So and so then we, but it confirmed to be Tamir Morrison. Uh, um, at least awesome. in th- as the voice. Um, unfortunately, we didn't see his face, so I do wonder if he was ever truly there, if they took uh, recordings from something else and used yeah. it here. I- I'd be curious to know if he truly recorded new lines for this yeah, or anything. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, but then uh, Anakin comes out saying he wasn't part of this battle. And as she questions being a warrior, he says that she will soon be everything he is and have all of his knowledge. She's part of his legacy. She says they're part of a lineage of death and war, but Anakin says they're both more than that. She agrees, but notes he was far more dangerous and powerful than anyone else knew. He draws his now red lightsaber and attacks her oh. once again. Now, this is a, another cool thing that we never got. Um, there were there were uh, there was um, oh, what's it called um, art. Mm. Uh, what, what is it called? Like fan art? Type no, no, thing no, no, no. Like uh, for the movie, like when they're prepping the movie. Oh, uh, what, concept. Concept art. Yeah, yeah. There's concept art um, of the Battle of Mustafar where Anakin already had a red lightsaber. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we never actually seen Anakin with a red lightsaber. So that was another cool, like little thing they threw in there for yeah. people that kind of always wanted to yeah. see that. That was very cool. Um, but dude, that shot. So they come up out. So they they come back to like basically the World Between Worlds area, and after they was uh, on the Siege of Mandalore. Anyway. And like he comes out of the smoke and like well he also like, before that though he like force pushes her yeah yeah and then so she gets pushed back into the world between worlds yeah and then he, yeah, yeah yeah so he's coming out of that smoke but like he like shrugs his shoulder with his yeah. red lightsaber and then lightning like flashes and like and turns into Vader and turns, turns back, into Vader again. and then he looks boom and just yes. hits it dude <laughs> so good so good I love so it so good. much yeah it's so cool and then he comes in with like the red yellow orange eyes uh-huh. yep got that, oh, that so good. those Sith eyes yes yeah amazing and, but then you see his his fighting style start to morph so okay 
pause here for just two seconds. So back before we went into the flash or the flashback times or whatever, um, we did get to see the uh, Ob Annie spin. That was pretty sick. Yeah, yeah that was so yeah, good. Yeah, and he was yeah. using it against Soka. Uh-huh. But anyway, so flash forward to where we was just talking about, and so we start to see his his fighting style start to change here from from his younger years into like a, a mix between younger years and Vader, where yeah. it's like a lot more overhand attacks yep. uh-huh. and heavy attacks. Oh, that was so cool. So cool. So very cool. Um, all of it just absolutely wonderful. Um, but here we see them, they're fighting, and eventually here um, they, Ahsoka disarms him, holding the red blade to his throat. And this here, and, and I've seen kind of some some differences of opinion here, but there's some people say for a, a flashing moment, that Ahsoka's eyes turn to Sith. Yeah, it Others like say it. that it it's like just it. the reflection of the, the lightsaber blade. But either way... It was insinuating. It was insinuating maybe. this moment of darkness, right? That if where she could kind of fall into that. If she, yeah, if she know, if she followed the path of Anakin, right. type it thing. just kind of it was just kind of showing that little hint there of what that could be. Yeah. Um, but she turns off the blade and she throws it. Yeah. And and Ahsoka says that she chooses to live. And when she does that, Anakin backs away. His eyes his return to normal. Changes. Yeah, his it's whole so awesome. face changes. <laughs> With his last uh, well wish, Anakin vanishes. He says, uh, "Then there's still hope for still you. Still hope yet. for you yet." Is yeah. what he says. Yeah. Um, and as the pathways of the world between worlds vanish, Ahsoka sinks into rising water and emerges in the ocean of Setos. So good. New public. So good. Uh, pilots rescue her, pulling her into the ghost. So let's stop right here, yeah. real quick, and let's kind of go over a couple things yeah, yeah. that that I know we're all wondering. Yes. First of all, and I want your opinion on this, and I want those of you who are listening, I would love for you to give your opinions on this in the comments. Was that Anakin Skywalker as a Force ghost? Yeah. Was that him? You know, I've seen arguments on both ways, and there's, like I said, there's, there's kind of good convincing arguments on either side. Personally, I think... No, I think that it's not Anakin. Um, I could be convinced otherwise, but I do think that it was more of a, it was more, okay. So for instance, um, Empire Strikes Back, when Luke goes into the, the Dagobah forest and has to face himself and he sees Vader, I think it was more of more that, of that kind of in thing. my opinion that the, uh, and I honestly, and again, this is kind of jumping ahead, but also, I don't know that it was actually the world between worlds either. Well, and that's also what I was going to say. I know, I know he's going to, but um, is that, is it even the world between worlds? Because let's, we don't see, we don't technically see what, what we've seen the world between worlds right. as yes, there is a bridge. That's yeah. really the only thing that's the same. Right. Everything else is different. Everything is different. You don't see the like the star. Like all, or, uh, no, you oh, no, do you, see stars, you but see, you, you don't see the all the lines and stuff. Or that the portals. The, or the portals. Yeah. There's a lot of differences, really. Yeah. Um, where and 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 again, you could say some of it was just the art differences between sure. a, a show and yeah. and that's kind of what I took as at first. But again, we never saw any of that stuff. Where I think in the world between worlds. You know, when when Ezra goes there and he pulls out Ahsoka, they're physically there. Yeah, yeah. Right? I don't know that Ahsoka was ever physically in this place. And and here's the thing, another thing too, right? Every time we've ever seen it, 
in any connotation of War Between Worlds, it's always been through the uh, a gate or a portal right. where they had to physically go through this gate or portal. Mm-hmm. And uh, it does not, you know, it there, unless there was a portal under the water, you know what I'm saying? Right. So this could have been still someplace in the Force. Yes. And that would still kind of line up that maybe it still kind of looks similar, but doesn't necessarily have to be the World Between Worlds as we know it. And I think that that's kind of way, the way I'm leaning. And I'm leaning also with you that I don't necessarily think this was our Anakin mm-hmm. um, as a Force ghost. I think that this, in my opinion, this seemed more like in Ahsoka's head, right? With the Force yes. kind of... The, I think this was a... I think this was more of a... Kind of in the... Just completely in the Force. Like, mm-hmm. almost battling herself here and, 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 yes. and kind of fighting herself. Um, yes. And it, whether she was going to give up and die, yes. or if she was going to continue on, right? Well, and, I, I, I was gonna say, and then that's, and I think here's the thing: you're like, well, what about all of this stuff? Like, why was Anakin there? Why the world between worlds? Because it's, this is the iconography, right, for her, right, right. right. And I think that, that 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 the Force used those things mm-hmm. for meanings, obviously, right? right? Yeah. Um. Uh, you know, the world between worlds, and we. I don't want to take too much time to, to get into why you know the iconography and the meaning behind that but it used that as the location mm-hmm. um you know and because here's the thing too right um every time we've seen them leave uh the world between worlds it was always through a portal to go somewhere else but yet he you know anakin was able to seamlessly like cut the the bridge and also they just transported somewhere else it just it makes more sense that it was the, the, again the force was using right. places that were emotionally charging for yeah. her mm-hmm. to help illustrate the points it's trying to show kind of like <laughs> kind yeah. of like the ghost before christmas past or whatever <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 just teaching these exactly, lessons exactly exactly and and you know and and you could argue well but what how did jason hear hear the lightsabers and all that well again i think this was something happening in the force right yeah and this it was this big thing obviously it was more than it was more than just in her head Yes. That, you know what yes. I'm saying? It wasn't just a dream. It wasn't just like a dream. There was obviously this big thing going on within the force, but I don't necessarily think it was a physical thing, but I think that's why he could hear it because he's in tune with the force. Right. And he, yeah. he could hear that and, and, and feel that. And I think that's kind of where, why he could do that. He was kind of almost sensing it more so than maybe even hearing it. If that makes sense. No, I, I completely agree. Um, and, and so I think, you know, this was more of an internal struggle and, I think that what we see, uh, we see this, this, um, we see her kind of come to terms that she does want to live. Right. And I, cause I think, I think in a sense she was, she was in that water, she was dying. Yeah. And yeah. so, um, this was kind of her deciding to live. And I, so I don't think that we truly got Anakin Skywalker here as a force ghost. I agree. And that. And, and, and another reason why I think that is I don't think that is how Anakin Skywalker would act now. Right. As as where he is at now. I don't think that's what he would do. I don't. Right. Um, and I've heard some people argue, well, in Shadow of the Sith. He transfers he blah, 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 back blah. and forth. Yeah. Well, I went back and read Shadow of the Sith. Uh, I went back and found the the part in the book because yeah. I heard people saying that. And that's they're, <laughs> they're not necessarily correct on that. They're kind of oh. he it, it shows that there's something um unbalanced in the force because of a of a very ancient Sith lord yeah, is trying to come back yeah. in that book which is a big part of yeah. that book and so it's 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 creating this this issue within the balance of the force and so Anakin reaches out to to Luke 
and like you have to do something about this this is this is a serious problem yeah. and because of this imbalance it's creating this um it's it's making it harder for anakin to appear as a force ghost but when yeah. he does um it's showing him as his younger self as he saw in return of the jedi but for for a split second he switches over to his um how he looked when he died yeah oh, okay so, but it, so but doesn't, it wasn't quite vader it does not though, say right? it does not say it showed him as darth vader it said it showed him as he appeared under Which, the mask when he died the, and, okay so that technically was vader but it technically wasn't right he was right. in the vader suit but the only and this is that's what i was going to get to is the only re way that a force ghost can even appear or even be a force ghost is because you have become one with the force and you are on you're in the light side of the force that's the only way and so for so they're basically meaning you there there can be no remnant of the dark side in you that's the way i've interpreted it you know maybe i'm wrong but basically you're not able to jump into yeah. it like that another theory i've i've been hearing people say is that he is essentially the the father now um, of yeah. the Mortis, yeah. and that he essentially has both in him, yeah. light and dark, and that's why that he constantly again. switches. And <laughs> <laughs> he constantly switches back and forth between this, but again, I don't think I, that just doesn't seem right to me. Right, that I totally seem right. agree. I, I totally don't. Agree. I think here's the if I'm kind of getting all over the place here, but <laughs> I think that we do have to see. Because we got Anakin in like this, we now have to get Anakin yeah, as a Force yeah, Ghost, yeah. as a true Force Ghost. Yeah, and have a and have that that conversation with Ahsoka. I agree. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think we also need to see him do that with Luke. I don't know yeah. when and how they're going to do that, but <laughs> yeah, I think we yeah. need that. Um, but I think that because we got this, where again, I don't think it's truly Anakin. We now have to get the real Anakin. Sure. A, and I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But I don't think I am. Yeah, I um, agree so with let's you. let's very quickly go over the rest of it, and because that was not the end of the episode, I th I thought this whole episode was going to be a <laughs> yeah. just in the world between worlds, but actually it was not. Um, we see Ahsoka awaken and is greeted by Huang, who shares that Jason is the one who found her. They join the others as Ahsoka's wearing her white robe, Ooh. the one that uh, we we saw at the end of Rebels. That's like Walmart robes. Hera and Ahsoka try <laughs> to piece together what happened as Ahsoka uses a particular force impression ability to discover what happened to Sabine. She hears that go of Balin coaxing Sabine to join him from the last episode, but Carson interrupts. Um, we do now call her Ahsoka the White. <laughs> At least that's what <laughs> yeah, everybody's yeah. calling her. The New Republic fleet is coming for Hera, Carson, and their troopers, and they're not happy. Hera leaves, finding Sabine to Ahsoka while she deals with the New Republic. Ahsoka then sees the Purgle, the sp space well-like creatures who took Ezra the first time. It's here that Hera faces a very unhappy Mon Mothma. Very upset with Mon Mothma's decision here. It's sad, you know, to see her kind of just be like, well, sorry, my hands are tied. You guys gotta yeah. come back and leave. That I was, was like, weird. After, I was like, come after, on. After all you, of the stuff you you've done. You know better, okay? Yeah, come yeah, on. Yeah. You know they need to do this. Yeah. But whatever. Um, as Mon cuts the call, Ahsoka arrives and knows how to find Sabine. Ahsoka and Hera fly their ships up to the Purgle, joining in with their pod. They find the largest of the beasts they can get, and Ahsoka goes outside onto her ship. She communes with the Purgle, but more complications happen. The New Republic has arrived, so Carson goes to keep them occupied as long as they can, which is a funny part. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty That was pretty good. Um, Jason looks on in wonder as Ahsoka connects through the Force with the Purgle. Ahsoka tells Huang to fly into the Purgle's very big mouth. They send down the <laughs> ship, and Ahsoka amuses that she has no idea where they're going. 
um, also the another thing that I noticed throughout this is Ahsoka's demeanor has completely changed. Right? Yeah, and I was gonna say too. Uh, another interesting thing is that all of a sudden she seems to have more abilities that she's opened herself up to too, mm-hmm. because she used a force. Uh, uh, I can't remember the word for it, but being able to sense the past of an object, like mm. uh, like we see with some different characters, she all of a sudden has that now. And then also she does what uh, Ezra can do, which is com- communicate with animals through the forces yeah. too. Yeah. So that's that, interesting that we're all of a sudden we're seeing mm-hmm. those things. Yeah, and so um, you know she seems more at peace. She just seems more happy, um, and so it'll be interesting to see that continue because we only get it like a hint of it here but it'd be interesting to see how that continues in the next episode yeah uh, so the purgle flies up into space between the new republic ships hair and ahsoka say their goodbyes and the purgle zips off into hyperspace with ahsoka and yuang in tow where the episode ends yeah and so, do, they, do they go to the right place who knows yeah i guess we don't know yeah, right yeah. we have to assume that they're going I mean, to at least imagine. be in the right galaxy um, but right. the, but listen, it's a whole galaxy. <laughs> so that's the thing. Galaxy. Like just because you're yeah. in the right galaxy, there's still. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you just seem that's still it can gonna, be anywhere. Could be anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Um. And so you know we're in uncharted territory here, and it's very exciting. You know, as much as we loved everything about this episode and all of the the callbacks and everything, well, now we're about to go into what you assume is all new uncharted territory, of where they can do anything. Yeah. They can literally yeah. do anything. Um, uh, who's to say that they even have the same aliens here? Who's to say they, that, you know, I mean, who's to say anything is the same? I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, like we don't, yeah, we don't, we don't know what anything's going to be like in this galaxy. And it's we crazy. only have been in one galaxy in Star Wars. Ever. Yeah. We've never delved into that. But also it's a funny thing too, is that like, we're, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I was confident that we were going to at least see a glimpse of it in this episode, but mm, nope. Nope. <laughs> but it gives us something very exciting to look forward to on Tuesday when this next episode airs. Yes. So uh, you guys buckle up, strap in. We still, I mean, this was a phenomenal episode that will go down in history. Absolutely. Um, as, Absolutely. as a, something to always remember and we'll continue. I'm sure to talk about it for a long time to come and theorize on some things until we get some answers. Because again, <laughs> there, there's still <laughs> yeah. some things that we need answered here. Oh yeah. Um, and I assume we'll get those answers answers eventually, but for now it may just end up still being theories for a while. Um, but with that being said, Braxton, if you want to go ahead and give us the yes. answer to to uh, this week's uh, question. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so as we prepare to close out, let's go ahead and go over our trivia. And that is the question being the Star Wars holiday special marked the first appearance of which Star Wars character? And the answer is... The Star Wars Holiday Special, which aired on November 17th, 1978, marked the first appearance of the character Boba Fett in an animated segment of the show, which also showed the first uh, existence of the Mythosaur as well. That's a uh, bonus thing for you. And it says the special has never been released on video. However, bootleg home recorded videos have been circulating for years and are now all over the Internet. George Lucas once remarked at an Australian convention that if I had the time and a sledgehammer, I would track down every bootleg copy of that program and smash it. (laughs) Uh, I'll throw in a little something else fun for you there. It also was the 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 rifle that Boba Fett has in that yes. was what they ended up using to inspire them for the rifle that um, that Mando has in yes. season one. I don't yeah. know if he has it past season one. I can't remember, but no, he definitely has so. it in season one. Yeah, 
Very, very cool. But with all of that said, guys and gals, uh, we just thank everybody so, so much of you guys, uh, uh, your continued support, just listening to the podcast and answering our questions and and just being a part of our community. We are so thankful for that. And we look forward to hearing from you. We have our uh, we have our trivia and our fun facts, and we have our community discussion, all that good stuff. And we have your thoughts on the episode. We want to just continue hearing from you guys, so please reach out to us on our social medias. Um, we also want to thank our good friends at Galactic Empire for allowing us to use their music for the intro and outro so just please go check those guys out amazing music amazing um but please like and follow us on facebook and instagram for weekly news polls discussions and more also please follow us on spotify youtube and apple podcasts and leave us a review we actually do really want to hear from you guys whether it's good bad or indifferent uh we would love to know what you guys think but that guys wraps up this week's episode uh please join us next week for season two episode three last but not least may the force be with you and we thank you for joining the jedi eternal Thank you.